Welcome to the AT Parenting Survival Podcast, where you get help and guidance through the chaos of parenting a child with anxiety or OCD. This show is for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the guidance of a qualified professional. Here's your host, child therapist, Natasha Daniels. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about something that I think often gets missed by parents who are raising kids with OCD or who have kids who have OCD and they don't even realize it. And that is that OCD doesn't have to always do with fear. And I think a lot of mental health therapists actually get this wrong too, because I have had a lot of people in my AT parenting community and online in general say to me, oh, well, you know, the therapist says if he doesn't have a fear... If he doesn't have a core fear or a belief behind why he's doing that, then it can't be OCD. Er, that's so not accurate. I don't understand. Okay, a little bit of a soapbox right now, but I don't understand why there's not enough information and education on OCD. So that's why I try to educate you directly because as parents, we better know our stuff. And I'm a therapist and a parent, so I'm wearing both hats. But you have to know your own stuff. You have to understand anxiety and OCD yourself because you cannot depend on every mental health professional to know what they should be knowing. And especially when it comes to OCD, OCD is the most misunderstood mental health disorder, and that's ridiculous. So OCD, it doesn't have to do with just a fear. It can be a feeling. It can be an intrusive feeling. It can be something about disgust or grossness. And I want to focus on that today because I am doing a three-part video series and it's actually ending. So if you're listening to this now, you're like way behind. Let me see what day will this be. So this will be released on October 27th and the series will end on Friday, October 30th of 2020. So if you're listening to this that week, you can still catch this three-part video series. It is technically over, but I am keeping up the videos and you can watch the replays of them until the 30th. And I'll take them down at the end of the night on the 30th or sometime on the 30th. So watch them before the 30th. So in this three-part video series, it's survival tools for parents who are raising kids with anxiety and OCD. One of the big things I was saying to the people who are involved in the series is you have to know your stuff and you have to understand what anxiety and OCD is. And if you have a child with anxiety, you better kind of take the Cliff Notes version of OCD because the likelihood of your child getting or having OCD is higher. There is a high comorbidity rate. And so you're going to want to know what to look for and at least educate yourself loosely on what OCD is so that you know more than, oh, it's excessive hand washing, because that is really such a small component. So somebody in that community, because I have a Facebook group just for this series, and it's a very active Facebook group. Oh my goodness. I just opened it up for the series. And the last time I looked, I think we had over 1200 parents in there, which is crazy considering this group just literally, yeah, no, we actually have 1300 parents in there. And I'm sure that's probably a lot bigger now than when I'm recording this, which is a week behind uh, where we are. You can still take advantage of all that. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, you can get in there and have a couple of days of support before that Facebook group gets archived. 
So if you want to sign up for this series, I know I'm like on a tangent here, but if you want to sign up for that series and you're listening to this in real time and not some far off distant future where life is better and we're not in 2020, you can text all one word survival tools to the number 44222. I'll also leave a link in the show notes, um, or you can go to my website at atparentingsurvival.com. And I have a banner on the top of my website. If you click on any of my links and you will see a link to sign up for the series. So definitely still time to check it out and join us in the Facebook group, watch these videos. The videos are only 30 minutes each. So you can easily do that in the next few days at your leisure and catch up with what I was teaching everybody. It's a free series. Take advantage of it. So somebody was saying in there, oh my gosh, I didn't know that OCD could just be about disgust or grossness and not, you know, like a fear. And they wanted to know what podcast episode I had on that topic, (laughs) which brings me to today because I looked for it because I'm like, oh, well, let me just find out what, what episode that was. And guess what? I don't think I ever talked about this. I did a kid's YouTube video and I will link that in the show notes on disgust and OCD and how that OCD can make you feel grossed out. And that is kind of the intrusive feeling, not fear but I've never done a podcast episode on it. So I was like, dude, well, I don't really talk to myself and say, dude, (laughs) maybe I do lately, dude, you should do that. (laughs) So I was like, I'm doing that today. I wasn't even going to make a podcast episode today because I am so busy with this free three-part video series and the amount of activity that is going on in that Facebook group. And I'm doing Facebook lives in there, like after I release every single video and we're doing contest in there. And so I had said to myself, Natasha, yeah, I do say that. I talked to myself. I said, just stop with the podcast and YouTube, you know, put the videos up on YouTube and then just don't do a podcast episode for the next two weeks. Just do a replay. And so I was going to do a replay and just like record an intro. And then I was like, uh, you know, if I'm going to get my mic out and do an intro, I might as well just do a podcast episode. And why don't I do one on disgust? So here we are. So I know, I'm sorry. That was a very long introduction to like why we're here and why I want to talk about this, but let's dive into it. I want to talk to you about what it is and a little bit about how you handle it. So when you have OCD, you can have an intrusive thought or an intrusive feeling. That feeling can be, it's so disgusting or it's going to gross me out. And the fear is what if I have this feeling forever? What if this feeling doesn't go away? Now, some kids have different renditions. They might have a thought that said, if I feel disgusting or disgusted or grossed out, I might feel nauseous. And if I feel nauseous, I might throw up. And so it can kind of sometimes glum onto a metaphobia, the fear of throwing up. But a lot of kids with OCD have just the fear of being disgusted. They don't like that feeling. They don't like that discomfort. And they worry that that feeling will never go away. So there is a core fear. And the core fear is, what if this feeling never goes away? So, and I'm not going to talk about it in this episode, but there, there's intrusive feelings for a lot of things. I can have an intrusive feeling that says things just don't feel right. I've done an episode on that one on just right OCD, or I might feel like, you know, this, I'm really hyper-focused on my breathing or my blinking or my stomach digesting my food or my bladder, you know, my bladder feels full, but I emptied it and I feel like it's full again. So that's sensory motor OCD. And I have episodes on all of these things. Episode 131 is all about sensory motor OCD. 
in a long, long time ago, episode 44, going way back, I did one on just right OCD, what it is and why it's misunderstood and mislabeled as perfectionism or sensory processing disorder. Although a lot of times I will have to say, just as a caveat, that they overlap and you have all three. But if you want further information on those, go diving into my archives and watch those or listen to those episodes so that you'll get more information on that. But with disgust or grossness and most kids, when I'm, when I'm diving into detective mode, will use the word gross. I'll say, well, what's the worst part of, I don't know. And it could be literally anything. What's the worst part of blah, blah, blah. And they'll say, it's so, it's just gross. So even though you can have a child who has a core feeling around disgust or grossness, they're the same thing. It can manifest and it can be triggered for a zillion different reasons. And I think a lot of times as parents, we get stuck on that. We think, It's going to show up in the exact same way for every single kid. Also, we get stuck on these labels. And and I do want to preface what I'm talking about with don't get too, too stuck on my child has this type of OCD. You know, my child has disgust OCD, although that's really not a theme, I would say. It's just more of a symptom of something because they can have moral OCD and it could be based on disgust or they can have contamination issues based on disgust. They can have emotional contamination based on disgust. So it's more of a symptom than a category or a subtype. But even if you had a subtype, you know, like my child has just right OCD. My child has moral OCD. My child has harm OCD. And if you don't know what any of those things are, you can search my website and you'll find information on all of that at atparentingsurvival.com. Just go down to the search button and type in whatever you are wanting to know about anxiety or OCD and More than likely, I will have something on it unless it's discussed OCD because apparently I did not. But even though you may know, okay, this is my child's subtype, OCD is OCD, anxiety is anxiety. So this information is helpful in that you'll know how to approach your child's issues. You might get some really good exposure ideas. You'll you'll be able to fine tune your exposures based on exactly what is upsetting your child, exactly what is disgusting to your child. But you tackle any intrusive thought, feeling, or image, or song in the same exact way. You use the same exact framework for every single issue. You just tweak it based on what is their primary issue. So I might do an exposure, and it's going to be very specific to trigger that disgust feeling. But the way that I'm doing an exposure, the way that I'm talking to my child, is always the same. And it kind of cracks me up, and not really in a ha-ha sort of way, more in an irritated sort of way, to be honest because of the lack of information that a lot of times parents will email me and they'll say stuff like, I want to take your class, you know, how to teach kids to crush OCD. But you know, my child's issue is they just want to even things out. Or my child's issue is just, they find things, you know, contaminated. Does it, does it go into that? Because I only want to know about how to fix that. And that's such the wrong way to look at helping your child with OCD. It's like you have to develop a framework of how you're going to approach any of their OCD issues, not just that current theme. You're not looking for a class that's only going to talk to you about symmetry OCD. You're going to look at looking at a class that's going to teach you how to handle OCD in whatever way it wants to morph because it will morph more than likely. It will change themes over time. And if you're only sitting here looking over in this corner for this particular issue, for this particular behavior, you're going to miss the rest of the iceberg and the iceberg is going to grow and it's going to erupt into the ocean and it's going to be overwhelming because you haven't been watching it because you didn't know what to look for. So, okay, I'll get off my soapbox, but I think that's really important. 
So I'm going to talk about just a couple of different ways that disgust can pop up. This is not a comprehensive list of different ways. It's just to give you a flavor of how disgust can show up. So some kids will just identify something as disgusting or gross. That can be literally anything. So we can go for the obvious stuff like trash or dirt, doing the dishes, trash cans. Okay, that's the obvious stuff. But a lot of times it's not obvious stuff. So I have worked with people who have a feel of disgust around sticky things. I've worked with many kids who have an issue with stickers and band-aids and anything that gets sticky on their hand. They feel so gross and disgusted. I have some kids who feel disgusted and gross around food. The food doesn't look right or the way that it's mushy or it's got a black thing or something about the food is disgusting. And so when they have an intrusive feeling... And in this episode, we're talking about the intrusive feeling of disgust. They often have a compulsion, right? So OCD is typically an intrusive thought, feeling, or image or song that's stuck in their head and the need to avoid or do something to get some brief relief. And we call that a compulsion. And you can have mental compulsions where you do something in your head or you think something in your head, or you can have physical compulsions. And a lot of times avoidance is the biggest compulsion, And with disgust, we see kids doing a lot of avoidance. I don't want to touch anything sticky or I don't want to look for anything sticky. I can't look at the dishes or I don't want to see the dishes. I'm going to avoid anything that will trigger me to have that feeling of disgust. I'm not going to eat that food because it's gross. Or I can't even watch you eat that food because it's disgusting. Some kids who have misophonia have an episode on that as well. And that was episode 26 going way, way back. Misophonia is having... It's, well, I don't even, it's not even considered a disorder at this point, but it is an issue and maybe it'll be a disorder. Eventually they just need to do more research and get it more out there, but you're triggered by sounds. And I'm not going to go into misophonia today. If this sounds interesting, check out that podcast episode, but it triggers your limbic system and it, you can often have a rage response. And so it's not just, it's not loud noises, it's particular noises. And they often tend to be around the mouth. So eating licking your mouth, any noise you can imagine that can come from the mouth is typically triggering. Sometimes it can be water, water dropping or clicking sounds. So everyone with misophonia has a little bit different triggers, but there is a particular list of triggers that tend to bother the majority of people with misophonia. It it is very specific and and mouth noises um, across the board tends to be one consistent factor for most people. And what I have found, because misophonia is a common comorbid condition with people with OCD, is that sometimes OCD will glum on to misophonia and it will make compulsions around that. And so misophonia in and of itself, and I do struggle with this issue, <laughs> cannot handle, I will rage. I will, I will freak out beyond the average normal person when my family is smacking their food or smacking their gums. And I can hear it a mile away because I have misophonia. And for a long time, I did not know why I would get so angry. Um, I remember getting angry at my baby when they were feeding, like when I was breastfeeding because they were making a slurping sound. It would like, it would enrage me. And that wasn't my fault. It was just, I have misophonia. I was hitting my limbic system and it was, it was triggering a rage response. Luckily I didn't take it out on the baby. But sometimes when you have OCD on top of this, OCD loves to partner with any of your struggles and will make you not want to see anyone eating because it will make you feel disgusted. And so often with misophonia, 
if you happen to have OCD, you might have a disgust theme because it's convenient. (laughs) It's like, you already don't like when people make these sounds. Now just watching people eat is going to drive you nuts. Some other themes I've seen around disgust is, like I said, it could really be anything. Sometimes even just germs or things that are dirty. People think that the core fear is that you're going to get sick or you're going to get ill or get a disease. And for some people, it's not any of those. It's just the idea of germs on you or the idea of dirt on you or the idea of having something stuck to your feet. That's another one, like a disgusting feeling. So it it could be anything. And, And that's why when I have maybe three parents who come to me and they say, my child has an issue with germs, the buck doesn't stop there. Like we're digging deeper. That's not deep enough. What is it about the germs that upsets them? Um, for one person, it could be, I'm worried I'm going to get sick, right? For another person, it can be, I'm worried I'm going to get somebody else sick, harm OCD. And for another person, it can be, it's disgusting. I don't want the idea of germs on me. And so those are three different things. Those are three very different things. And the way that I'm going to do an exposure, and if you don't know what an exposure is, I'm talking about ERP, exposure response prevention, the only evidence-based gold standard treatment approach for OCD. Why? Yes, I do have a podcast for that. (laughs) If you don't know what ERP is, and I don't mean to be throwing so many episodes at you, but I don't want to leave anything hanging if I'm leaving people in the dark here. Okay. So that's episode 53. I keep having to pause and look up these things, but you're going to have to start taking notes when I do my podcast episodes. So if I had three kids with those three different issues, right? So on the surface, yes, it's like germ, germ, germ. And you're like, we're good to go. These are three kids who are afraid of germs. Let's just move on. But if I knew that one of them is afraid they're going to get other people sick and one of them is afraid that they're going to get themselves sick and the other one's afraid that it's just so disgusting. Well, with the one who is afraid they're going to get other people sick, the exposure might not be like, here, touch this gross thing and then eat this piece of candy, right? That might be for the first kid. The second kid, it might be here, touch this, whatever you deemed as, you know, gross. I'm not going to use the word gross because we're talking about that contaminated thing, right? So here, touch this germy thing and then go touch all the door handles in my office. And then I might tell them an imaginal script or something and say, they may or may not get sick now, right? You may or may not have gotten a lot of people sick. So I'm doing an exposure where they're learning how to handle the discomfort of that thought. That's what ERP does. But for the third kid, the one who has just discussed, neither of those exposures would make too much sense. It wouldn't be as effective, right? Especially the second one. That wouldn't be related at all. But I might say, what kind of disgust bothers you the most? Oh, you know, when I walk barefoot and there's just all this dirt and slime all over the place, that makes me feel the grossest. And so an exposure might be to have them walk barefoot and get them to really feel that grossness. And then if that becomes easy, I might do an imaginal script or some something on top of that where I might say, ooh, and all those germs are just sitting on your feet now. How disgusting. So I'm triggering that response because that's what we do with ERP. And we do it slowly. We don't do that overnight. And we partner with the kid and we work up the hierarchy to make sure that they're on board. I gamify it and we have fun and we they're in points and prizes and it's, it's not a torturous thing, but my whole point is there are three kids and I'm just using this as an example. It could be anything. There are three kids who have what can seem like on the surface, the same type of OCD. And yet when we really dive deep and we look at what's triggering it, 
we're going to do exposures in a very different way to make it really effective. So a lot of people will miss disgust because they will say, I, I ask my child, what's the worst part of touching your brother? And they'll say, there is nothing like, or what are you afraid of when, when you don't want to touch your brother? There isn't anything. It's just gross. And they'll think the child's being difficult or they'll think that they are being defensive and they'll keep going at them. But what is it? Like what scares you? I'm not scared. And they'll think that the child's in denial when the child's giving you the answer right there. It's just that we're blind from it. Child's saying it's gross. It's gross. It's disgusting. It's gross. And that is the answer. It's just gross. I don't want to have that feeling. What if I never get rid of that feeling? I don't like that feeling. So I'm going to avoid it. So I'm saying brother, because the last thing I wanted to mention in this episode is I often see the issue of grossness and disgust tied into emotional contamination. And emotional contamination is when maybe you, a person or an environment triggers the OCD feeling, intrusive thought or feeling. So you can have emotional contamination and not have disgust, but I have seen that happen a lot where the child will think that something is disgusting. So it might be, you know, that person isn't clean enough. So now they're disgusting and they're contaminated. So the emotional contamination is on a person. I can't touch you when you touch my stuff. Now you're making my stuff disgusting. And so you're like a walking contamination, or maybe that room is emotionally contaminated. I can't go into that room. I often see it more with, with people. And that can be really hurtful for parents and families when your child loves you, but they're having an OCD reaction that says you're disgusting or anything you touch is disgusting. And it's nothing personal. And it's so hard to not take it personally, but OCD can make anything seem disgusting. And the child doesn't get to override that and say, nope, nope. I love my dad. I love my mom. You can't make them disgusting. OCD is like, sorry, I love to attack the things you love and I'm going for that one. So good luck with that. If you want to learn more about emotional contamination, I promise you this will be the last episode I give you to, but you can check out episode 167. I did a whole episode on that. And I actually, I think I created a YouTube video on emotional contamination as well. I have YouTube videos for most topics to help the kids and teens directly learn this stuff because it's important that they learn it. So just a brief overview of what disgust is within OCD and some education. If you are searching for core fears and you're lost, it may be because you're missing a key component where it's not just a core fear. It can be a core feeling, check out core feelings. And the fear underneath the core feeling is that the feeling will never go away. And so then it all makes sense, right? So it's still a fear, but it's the feeling that is driving the OCD and the feeling that it may never go away is what continues to feed it. Okay. Well, I hope you found that helpful. I hope you are enjoying my podcast. I hope you're finding it educational and broadening your understanding of anxiety and OCD. My goal in life is to make sure that parents have this knowledge directly to help their kids directly. If you're enjoying my podcast, don't forget to hit a star on iTunes, Google play, or wherever you consume your podcast. If you have some time to leave a review, I greatly appreciate it. It's been a little while since I've gotten a review, got quiet all of a sudden. So if you've been devouring my podcast episodes and wondering, how can I help Natasha? you can write a review and that actually, I mean, yes, I love to read them, but they really are helping other parents. And we have to, as a community, let other parents know where they can find good quality information. 
And so I appreciate you doing that. If you're finding that this is good quality information, don't forget to join my series. It is ending soon. It is over, but you can watch the replays. You can just text the word survival tools to the number 44222. And lastly, I do want to mention that my AD parenting community is open. It is a membership community. It is less than what you would pay for a copay for one session and you get 24 hour, seven day support from me and the hundreds of parents that are in there. And I do live weekly classes in there. We do a zoom call once a month where I actually get to hang out with you. I have a kid support group in there where they do like a a virtual zoom call and they also get access to one of my classes for free. So if you are interested in that, I only open up my community a couple times. Well, I don't want to say a couple. It's probably about four times a year. And then the rest of the time I'm focusing on everybody inside the community. So you can join or you can learn more about it by going to atparentingcommunity.com. It is open only for a very brief period of time. So it opened yesterday and it closes on Thursday, October 29th, 2020. So if you are interested in that, definitely check it out because unfortunately under no circumstance do I let new people in once the doors close. So I don't want that to be you. So I hope that you find the sparkle in everything you do. And I'll talk to you again next Tuesday. Take care. Thank you for listening to the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. To get additional support raising a child with anxiety or OCD, visit Natasha's online school of on-demand classes at atparentingsurvivalschool.com.